Welcome back to Long Covid Doctor, an educational series for sufferers of Long Covid. I'm Dr Tim Robinson, formerly a family doctor, GP for 30 years, now a Long Covid specialist. This is the second part on palpitations in Long Covid. In part one, I talked about the symptoms, the diagnoses and the causes. Here in part two, I'll talk about the treatments, management and outcomes. Check out the references and resources and links to social media in the show notes below. Just to say, in any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own doctor or medically qualified professional, health professional. So here we go, part two on palpitations and long COVID. And so by way of a brief recap from part one, palpitations in long COVID patients are common. They have a significant impact on their life. Broadly speaking, there are three presentations for present for palpitations. Uh, palpitations that are occurring that are regular and are fast, palpitations that are irregular, occurring at any time, and palpitations that are regular that are occurring when the patient gets up from lying to a standing position or upon prolonged standing. Again, just to recap, palpitations that are regular and fast due to inappropriate sinus tachycardia. That's long runs of palpitations, heart beating fast in your chest, often spontaneous, coming out of the blue, with no precipitating factor, for variable lengths of time, maybe minutes, maybe hours, occurring even at night, waking the patient. Sudden onset, sudden off. And then palpitations that are regular, extrasystoles, atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter, irregular thumps in the chest. Uh, my heart, Mr. Beat, this is what they say. It's patients say, it feels like I've got a frog in my chest jumping around. And then finally, palpitations which are regular that have occurred uh, upon standing up from the lying position or, pro- or with prolonged standing. Patients say things like, They come on when I'm standing in the queue in the supermarket, waiting at the checkout. Prolonged standing. And these these palpitations are due to POTS, paroxysmal orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And this is one aspect of the wider condition, namely dysautonomia, dysfunction of the autonomic nervous system. Perhaps listen to my presentation on this. So what are the specific treatments available for palpitations in long COVID? Well, firstly, I want to cover the treatment for inappropriate sinus tachycardia and for POTS. Bisoprolol, that's the first line treatment for sinus tachycardia, inappropriate and POTS. Bisoprolol is a beta blocker. Some advocate propranolol. I think majority of us prefer bisoprolol as it's more cardio-selective, selective for the heart. It's less likely to cause other side effects, such as 
vivid dreams or cold extremities. However, beta blockers, we've got to be aware of contraindications. Uh, there is a potential risk in patients with asthma to have their, their asthma triggered. Bronchospasm is a potential risk. Note also that beta blockers can cause fatigue. Heavy legs, typically, i.e. they exacerbate the, the, the features of long COVID, long COVID fatigue. So you don't want fatigue, not only because of the fact you've got long COVID, uh, as well as, as the fact that you're on a beta blocker. Basically, titrate upwards the dose from 1.25, start really low um, and go slow, and uh, titrate it up according to the response. You may get away with a really low dose, such as 1.25. Most patients need 2.5, maybe 5 milligrams. If bisoprolol is not tolerated, or it's contraindicated, or it's ineffective after four, five, six weeks, then there's another drug, evabridine, which could be trialed. This is a selective sinus node inhibitor that slows the heart without reducing blood pressure. It's mostly used for POTS. Vabridine is not on the, the GP drug formulary. It has to be initiated by a cardiologist. Also, Vabridine does not have a license for treating POTS. And so GPs are justifiably reluctant to prescribe it. And so referral to a cardiologist is usually necessary, initially for advice and guidance, maybe for a checkover. So that's the treatment for inappropriate sinus tachycardia, rapid, rapid regular uh, palpitations or POTS and POTS. Those are the treatments for those two conditions. Uh, and now on to the treatment for atrial fibrillation, i.e. irregular heartbeats. This is the territory really um, for general practice needs to be treated uh, uh, for so in other words, this is not something that we would be treating in our long COVID clinics. And in general practice, we're all familiar with treating atrial fibrillation. And it needs to be treated because there is a risk of stroke with these irregular out-of-kilter out of heart rate versus pulse rate. And the risk of stroke is as a result of blood clot forming in the heart, if the heart is beating irregularly, needs to be treated. So that's the treatments for palpitations, the drug treatments. For completeness sake, I just wanted to make, make you aware that if the palpitations are due to POTS, dysautonomia, there are various non-drug measures, non-pharmacological measures that will help. As mentioned before, I cover this more fully in my POTS presentation, but very briefly, there are a number of things that you can do. So drinking for, for treatment of POTS, um, drinking um, three litres of fluid, clear fluids a day, uh, additional salt, one teaspoon a day, uh, added to your meals or mixed into with some water with 
maybe squash. That's six grams of salt, table salt per day. Obviously, we've got to keep an eye on kidney function. And, you know, if you do have chronic kidney disease, one has to be very careful about this. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend it or perhaps discuss it with your GP first. Then there's compression hosiery, class two, preferably thigh length uh, stockings to actually push the blood back up into the circulation. Alcohol and caffeine avoidance, as these are both stimulants, can lead to uh, and trigger POTS, tachycardia. Small meals reduce the gut circulation, and so there's less there's less blood in the gut circulation, more blood in the general circulation, therefore less tendency for POTS. So those are the, the usual sort of first-line advices we give for patients with POTS. But like I said, I cover this more fully in the presentation on POTS as well as dysautonomia. So... What else can we do to help the recovery from long COVID? We must take the whole person, the holistic view. We need to think about nutrition. We need to think about sleep. We need to think about mind-body strategies. So first of all, nutrition, our diet. We should all be eating a mixed balanced diet, the Mediterranean diet, which obviously is very popular and been around for years. Mediterranean diet contains all the necessary minerals and vitamins, as well as the building blocks um, for cellular tissue repair, as well as anti-inflammatory antioxidants, the polyphenols, those things that make the give you the sort of the rainbow colours of all your fruit and veg. And a mixed balanced diet, a Mediterranean diet will give you pre biotic fiber to nourish the the friendly gut bacteria the microbiota uh, i cover this more fully in my talk on one covid and gut a healthy gut flora is so important for immune support production of vitamins and hormones and neurotransmitters but also omega-3 fish oils should be in this thinking other dietary measures essential fatty acids again for immune support and finally thinking immune support and thinking diet thinking nutrition vitamin d uh, this is uh, as you all know produced in the skin but as we live here in the northern hemisphere here in the uk we are relatively sunlight starved especially in the winter months so vitamin d take it for good measure and then that's nutrition done what about sleep sleep as we know is the great healer according to hippocrates quote from hippocrates he knew a thing or two father of western medicine sleep is the refresher and the repairer We've got to support the day-night cycle, the circadian rhythm, because that's 
responsible for release of various restorative hormones, such as growth hormone. Think about sleep hygiene, think about a structured bedtime, uh, get up time in the morning, in bed, think about a sleep enhancing novel, not uh, your screens, not your mobile, not your iPad. They emit blue light, which is arousing. Think, think pink, think pink light is is relaxing. Good. Take pyroton or magnesium or melatonin, all freely available over the counter. I covered this in my talk on on uh, sleep disturbance and long COVID. Plus, it's important to tackle those worries, worries and anxieties and turbo brain. Uh, these are all these all lead to fight and flight, adrenaline, overactivity of the sympathetic nervous system. We need to address these. So consider mind-body techniques such as mindfulness. Why not download the Headspace or Calm app onto your mobile? They're relatively cheap. Lots of studies to prove that mindfulness is very effective at releasing, relieving stress and anxiety. And also consider other mind-body practices such as yoga, tai chi. These are also backed up by uh, a number of many, many hundreds of studies to show that they relieve stress and anxiety and also reduce blood pressure. They incorporate fo focus, focusing on the now, breath control, coordination and general body conditioning. And then finally, as part of the whole long COVID management, we must apply the, the fatigue management, management strategies, the pacing, the planning, the prioritizing. Pacing, as we all know, the process of balancing activity with rest. And activity meaning physical activity, but also mental activity, emotional activity, balancing that with rest. Pacing gives you an awareness of limitations, knowing your limitations, knowing your baseline to work to, but not beyond, not too little, not too much. So you can plan how you use your energy most efficiently and most effectively. Pacing means no more push through. It's stop. That's enough. I covered this more fully in my talk on long COVID fatigue. Besides all this general advice, there are a few trusted resources for long COVID recovery. There is your long COVID, your long, your COVID recovery. There's a website, an NHS England website, self-patient, patient resource for symptoms, information and self-management. So that's your COVID recovery. Dot com. The Royal College of Occupational Therapists have a number, in fact many, resources that help with fatigue and there is one specifically for post-viral fatigue after COVID-19. So that concludes the second part of my talk on palpitations with long COVID, following on for the first part earlier. 
I hope you've found them both really helpful. Check out the references and resources and links to social media in the show notes below. As I mentioned at the start, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I've mentioned in these these presentations should only be considered after discussion with your own GP or qualified health professional. So in the meantime, I wish you well. I wish you well with your long COVID recovery. Cheerio.